Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Nomads Podcast with Kathy. If you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous podcast, this is a call and advice show where people call in, I give them advice, I just listen to their just secret lives, they talk all about their interesting lives, they talk about all the naughty things that they do, they talk about <clears throat> their problems. I do like to give advice, that's why I started this show, I really like helping people, so if you want to be on the show, you need advice, you want to talk about you know n- secret stuff, this is a place where you could do it and remain totally anonymous. I change a lot of people's voices on this podcast, a lot of people I think don't even know that, because a little change of the voice, or a little change of the pitch of your voice it makes you completely sound like someone else, but yet you still sound normal. So if you want to call in and be on the show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous, or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be in the Show. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to my podcast, subscribe. If you could write a review, write a review. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or me at Cartoon Therapy. I have a guy on who I know. I, I hate to say that he's my friend. I, I call some of the guys I call into my show of <laughs> friends. And then they talk and everyone's like, what a fucking douchebag. And it's just like, it seems like I just have douchebag guys as my friends. And I am a douchebag magnet. I've talked about that before on my show. So I do know a lot of douchebags, but I use the word friend like very frivolously. Like, <laughs> Dr. Guy is a friend, quote unquote. Is he a friend that I see all the time? No, never. Sometimes I talk to him on the phone when I'm driving and stuck in traffic. I'll call him up because he's entertaining because he's like a fucking cartoon character and his life is out of control. And I like to hear his stories. He keeps me entertained. My life is like Groundhog Day because I have a toddler (laughs) and I couldn't be more fucking happy with my boring life. But I, you know, when I'm stuck in traffic, it's really great to just like forget about everything and dive into some crazy drama of somebody else's life, right? So when I want that to go down, I call it Dr. Guy I'll, or any one of these other douchebags that call to my show that I call quote unquote friends. They're not really my friends. Like I hang out with them every day because obviously like Dr. Guy right now, I couldn't fucking hang out with him if you paid me a million dollars because he's so irritating. And you're going to hear why when you listen to this podcast. The podcast is a little tense. I do fight with him a lot. I, there is one point in this podcast well you will hear me scream at him like you've never heard me scream on this show before but I think even though it's tense and we fucking battle it's kind of funny I think it's fucking funny because 
he, uh, Dr. Guy, what you're going to hear all about is like where he's at right now. Dr. Guy's been on the show before. I dated him. That's how I met him a long time ago. We lasted, I think, three months. Uh, we talked about that. We talked about his cocaine addiction. We talked about other things. There's a couple of podcasts with him. And we're talking to him today because, or right now, because he's in a new phase of his life. And it's all about Buddhism and meditation and swingers clubs. <laughs> So that, and that's what we talk about. We do fight. He cuts me off a gazillion times. I cut him off a gazillion times. I tell him to go fuck himself. He probably, he calls me all kinds of names. Um, I think it's entertaining. You hear all about the girl he's dating who is really into fucking a lot of people. Uh, they go to swing clubs. You hear about that. You hear about how he met her, which happens to involve like a threesome. He has a fivesome on his birthday. We talk about that. <laughs> and like I said, we fight. But I promise you, it's entertaining kind of fighting. Uh, but, you know, if it's not, just turn it off and listen to the next week's episode. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And if you, you know, we, I like to hear people who listen to my show's thoughts. You could always send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com if you think that I gave him a really hard time or if I was really right. Because, like, I think he thinks I was giving him a hard time. I personally think I was right. But you're going to have to make that decision for yourself. <laughs> so I'm going to be right back on with Dr. Oh, I need to tell you, though, this is what happens. We were talking, right? And he only had like a half hour to talk. And then he was going to go do some yoga. And then he was going to come back and tape the show. So that's what happens. We tape like a half hour of it. I tell you, oh, he's going to do yoga. I expect him to come back and be more calm. But that doesn't fucking happen. And then we tape the rest of the podcast. So enjoy. I'll be right back on. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Uh, Hey, Dr. Guy, welcome back to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. It's great to be back. Is it? I haven't seen you probably since like for years. You're supposedly my friend. Quote, friend is such a funny oh. word. Wait, but friend is a funny word in New York City. Like you could have a friend that lives like 50, like 20 blocks away, which in New York is like a two minute cab ride. And But you could not see them like for like three years because it's just, uh, I don't you, know. You know, I, 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 I live in the city for uh, maybe 20 years altogether on and off. And I don't think I ever met or made friends with any one of my neighbors ever. <laughs> well, that means so, that's maybe so you'll be able to right see now. them more often if they live I, right next door. I, I, I mean, you don't even see them. I mean, that's the crazy thing in New York. No, but like you, I don't. I have friends that have never even seen my son, met my son, because they. I think that they. It's like. You know, it's like very L.A. I think people see people in L.A. are bad like this, but I think people in New York are just as fucking bad. And nobody can meet up. I haven't seen you for 10 years and you're just like you live across town. Yeah, uh, I think I think if I was banging you, here. I'd be able to see you because let, let's get to the fucking topic at hand. OK, all the girls okay, that you're yeah. banging like Dr. Guy is an ongoing soap opera saga on my show. I love your episodes because I think you're interesting is because you're interesting <laughs> but and because of what you do and like if people want to listen to your old episodes they could go listen to them because they're always it's always a good time talking to you. i'm you're actually planning against i'm actually planning when we're all done i'm yeah. gonna take these episodes yeah and i'm gonna write a script oh okay. just from the episodes alone and, about and, you and i bet you i bet you it's gonna be the funniest movie ever oh okay yeah. 
So anyway, um, if people want to listen to your other podcasts, they could hear it. Just Google Dr. Guy, Strictly Anonymous. But um, last we spoke with you, you had quit alcohol. But like I was like, yeah, you're sober with alcohol. Big deal. Because really what your problem is and what I think your issue is, is that you are like a really more like a sex love addict, right? Like you just can't stop banging girls. And you just have so many of them. And it's just, it's always a thing. And you're just... And so you're taking that to the edge, right? You, you're taking that to, you're like, you're going to get to the bottom of that. And wait you're close. To hear, wait, wait to hear what's going on now. I know, you're wait close. Wait to hear you're close what's to going that bottom now. Because you're at swingers clubs, you're doing yes. all kinds of disgusting things. And now, other people, I wouldn't say it's disgusting on my show, but for you, because you're an addict, it is disgusting. It's like the difference between somebody that's getting drunk every single night that isn't an addict compared to somebody that's getting drunk and is. You know what I mean? For some people to go and do those things with their partner is totally fine. But when you're doing it, it's just dysfunctional with a capital D. So why don't you get us up to speed of what you're doing? Okay, so before you quiz, why don't you hear my story first? <laughs> <laughs> you're immediately jumping down my throat. You're not, you don't hear what but I'm I doing. But I know but you. Okay, 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 but just listen. Okay. Things have changed. That's oh, why I'm okay. telling you. For two weeks? I just spoke with you two weeks ago. Okay, okay. Let me tell you. All right, let me try to explain myself. Okay, okay. So first of all. The, the, so nine months ago, I quit drinking and cocaine, which is the most horrible, evil drugs known to man. Am I drug free? No, I still smoke marijuana. Um, you do ecstasy, you said. I'll, 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 I'll do, I'll do ecstasy at the appropriate moment. Um, I am a strong believer, strong believer in psychedelics, LSD, mushrooms, MDMA. And I'll talk to you about the science and what's actually happened in my life. And how powerful it is, but it has to be. It's not just the drugs. It's much more than that, obviously. So, first of all, nine months ago, when I quit drinking, when I had a revelation, and I, I, I actually first time felt spirituality come into my 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 body, into my being. I've been on a path of enlightenment ever since. Mm-hmm. Meditation, yoga. I'm going away uh, to a retreat in October in uh, in Mykonos. Just meditation. Uh, I also plan to do a vipassana, which is a a ten day um, meditation with, with no talking. Where is that? Yet. Where is that on a in Ibiza? I mean, it's just no, it's just no, no, so no, funny no, no, that no, you go no, to these fucking Island. places no, that no, are like Long party Island. cities. Baby, baby, not listening to me. So, <laughs> so, 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 so here, here, I'm going to teach you something. The problem is you talk to us, you don't listen. Oh my and, and, god! And, stop. and and you need to, to just listen. And I you listen will hear to you and, all the time. And you will learn things. Is this wait, 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 wait. You. Is your spirituality c- making you really obnoxious like this? I okay, mean, you're okay. not very zen. Listen, you you did it a different way, but I'm telling you what I've discovered. Okay, so I've been doing a lot of studying. <laughs> Listen, listen, dude. Laugh, just listen. Listen, like, you have a about... sense of humor. I'm sorry, but like me asking if it was in a visa, that was kind of funny. I mean, you look a little serious. It was funny, I know, but it's typical. You, know, you expect me to be some <laughs> asshole and, 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 and not take anything seriously and not really have developed anything. But but if you listen for a moment, you'll notice that things okay. have changed completely in my life. First of all, mentally present. That's huge. Without alcohol, you, you can't possibly be on enlightenment without, with alcohol clouding your everyday judgment and mm-hmm. your ability to to, okay. to to be present. So I am mentally present and every day gets stronger and stronger and stronger. I read people, I see the future, I see and hear so much I mean there's so much going on in my life and it's so amazing. I can't even begin to tell you. Okay. I, excitement wells up in me. And and I can't stop trying to talk to people and help them and, and observe them and teach them. 
You're either like really enlightened or you're like one step away from losing your fucking mind because you either uh, sound like an insane person. Okay, okay, I'm trying to listen to me. We'll get to the bottom of it by the end of this episode. Listen, Dr. Guy, let me just tell you something, okay? This is the way that this is going to go or we can't do this, okay? There are times when you talk and there are times when I talk. I wanted to talk just then, so you have to take a little zen backseat to it, okay? And then I talk. It's not just the fucking Dr. Guy show. This is a show where I ask you questions. We've done this before. You have more enlightened than but ever. You, know, you said you thought. could uh, stop. You said you could see through people. You could read things. It's so extraordinary. I needed to make a point. I wanted to say something. That's the way this is going to go. Okay. Okay. To do yeah. a little more meditation, maybe. Okay. Keep going. So, since you I do sound a little nuts. <laughs> since I and had that kind of on edge. <laughs> Since I had the epiphany, okay. um, what's been happening is that I have recognized and understand now and are able to better deal with the painful moments of my life, which occur in everyone's lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what, what you learn through meditation and through Eastern philosophies like Buddhism, Neo-Confucianism, Taoism. Taoists were actually the original back in China. They were the first ones to, to really start to understand things. And you know, here in the Western world, we're very rooted in the Judeo-Christian ethic. And uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. This is what's supposed to be about all the like swears because you were going to and that crazy girl you were dating. Uh, like, what I'll happened give, in I'll the last you, two I, weeks? I will give you all. The, I don't. I don't need uh, a real. I don't need a spirituality okay, okay. class. Nobody right, listening wants to hear about okay. that shit. Okay, so yeah, we want to hear now, about that. Okay. 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 All right. So you want to hear the dirty parts? Not the dirty. I, I want to hear what you're doing with girls right now, and then we th- that'll lead to your spiritual uh, fucking epiphanies. I'm trying to tell you what happened to me and how it's unfolded, but uh, if you want to get, I'll skip to the the dirty. The, the you told sale. me last we spoke, and this is what we were going to talk about, right? You said, "Oh my God, I, I've been going to the swingers club with this girl, like this young you, girl." I'm yeah. trying to explain to you why I'm doing this and why and what I'm experiencing. So, in the last, so about six weeks ago, I was in Gia, some club here in New York. And uh, it was just a random Wednesday night. I didn't have any plans. I wasn't meeting any girls. I actually, once, you know, now I do it more and often. I, I'm really not interested in, in spending time with people. I'd rather be alone. But I went to Gia, and I ran into a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a while, and he introduced me to this girl. He was, like, hanging out with this girl. And um, so, you know, I said hi, whatever. Later on in the evening... You know, I, I talk to her a little bit more, and I see, wow, she's got a really nice body. So I do my little move, you know, my signature move. I reach out, and I touch her. And I touch her back. And she immediately looks at me and says, get your hands off of me. So I smile, and I take my hand, and I just rub it all the way down on her ass. I take it away. And that was it. 3.30 in the morning, I'm home. Home, I didn't drink, nothing, of course. I'm ready to go to bed. I go to work the next day. I get a text message from my friend. He says, come over, bring a girl. 3.30 in the morning. We're going to find a girl. 3.30 on a Wednesday that wants to go party and do a foursome with this guy and his girl. Right. He sends me some sexy picture. So I said to my friend, I said, look, my friend, I, I just left. I'm, not, I'm home already. I can't find a girl now. I mean, are you joking? I got to go to work. I can't come over. 
And then I get another text message a few minutes later. Calm. And he says, me another sexy picture. So What's in the pics? Said, the girl. The girl. Oh, okay. Girl. The girl. Okay. Hot girl at him. I said, my friend, are you ready to share? And um, he sends me his address. So I wait a few more minutes. I say, do you need me to bring anything? I don't know. Maybe you want me to bring, you know, some beer or something. I don't know. And so I get a text back. No, just bring your cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I walk into my friend's apartment, and they're hanging out. And he's been coking it up all night. So, And he's older than me. So she, you know, we talk a while. We hang out for a few minutes. How old is she? She's 26. So she's 26. You're 50 what now? She's what? Sorry, I missed that. Well, how old are you? You're 53? 52. And you, the guy is like 55? 62. He's 62. So this 26-year-old's hanging with a 62-year-old, and she's like, let's have like a foursome three. Like she needs so, somebody else to come join. Now, because now, so the guy can't get an erection. <laughs> how much? You must have blown this guy for three hours straight. He does an amazing blowjob. Oh, is that okay. why he was texting you? Because he needed someone no, to No, she, want, she wanted to fuck she told me to get my hand off of her. It, really what she was saying was, don't touch me. Fuck me. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I came in like a fucking white knight on a horse. And I, of course, no cocaine, fresh as a daisy. I rocked her world for two and a half hours. Okay. Shoot out of her. And he's cheering. He's trying to get nothing. I'm fucking her. Fucking her. 7.30 in the morning. I got to work soon. I came for the third time. I said, that's it, guys. Gotta go. <laughs> and I go out there. So he just watched fucking... the whole time? He was just watching, cheering, and he loved to watch the show. You know, what do you do? Do you like that? Like, does that get, is that a part okay, of it I'm for you? you at all? Yes or no? Story. Wait, I'm just asking story. you a question, dude. Like, seriously, yeah, honestly, I, I have to say, your spirituality is making you worse. I understand everything. You're you worse. Tell your story. No, tell I need to ask questions when people tell me stories, douchebag, okay? Because okay. Okay. I make stories even more interesting because sometimes there's other things that you, people want to know, not yeah, just what it you want to know. It will get more interesting. It'll get more interesting. No, I don't care about more, interesting. I want to know. Do, is it the, for you? Does that okay, does way. that part of it turn you? Does you like that? Yes I or no? I fucked the shit out of her. I was so happy. One of the other. Do you was. like that I he's watching? Is that a part of it for you? I'm asking you a question. I, I didn't really care. I fucked the shit. I was. It was like it was like an I'm outer body. I'm not asking in that moment. I'm saying for I'll you. I'll tell you what I felt later on because you'll find out. Oh, Wait, God, you're you're okay. this. Is, I, I didn't take her number. On I didn't do meditation. anything. I didn't take her number. I didn't do anything. She, of course, finds me on Facebook. I meet her out a few days later. We go out all night. You know, we fuck like animals. It's the third day now. So she is into swinging. And she has got no jealousy. She has, She's already there. She has dropped her ego. At 26, she... She's been through certain things in her life, and she was at a point that she's able to drop her ego. So what she likes to do is she likes sex She parties. dropped her ego? What would you say? In other words, she has no jealousy. She can watch me fuck another girl. She can say to me, kiss another girl. She doesn't care what I do. Our bond is never affected by that. Nothing. 
Okay. And, and so you, the third. Right. And so what do you think day. it besides like you think in this situation, I don't know her, you do, right? So you're saying what you're saying is like she has evolved so much and has got to a place that she's so healthy that she doesn't have any kind of feelings about that kind of thing. But she could still care she about it. She knows her. that there's right. no attachments. Okay. That we are here that, 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 you know, you have to live in the moment. Okay. Once the moment's gone, that's all you have. And you okay. don't live in the future or past about holding on to this person or losing them or gaining them. It doesn't matter in the end of the day. Okay. And that's what you need to learn. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole basis of Buddhism. That's what I'm trying to give you this, the, the background. No, I know. Most what, people know that's I, the whole Buddhist thing. I get it. I know. I didn't know it. I didn't that. know yeah, I, 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 this it. Has been like, this has been like a, a whirlwind in my life. Okay. And, 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 and the power that I've you know, gained. Okay. So anyway, so the third date, I thought, you know, there's another friend of mine, another girl, and then we get this other guy. The four of us go to a sex club. And so the one girl. Let me ask out. you: Is she sober? The girl that's the the girl sober. with no ego. Yeah, she'll 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 do. It. She never does cocaine. She'll smoke some. It's nothing like marijuana. Once in a while, she'll do some ecstasy with me, but she doesn't okay. drink. No, okay. she's sober. Good news: Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347 420 3579. That's 347 420 3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Mm. It's sober, but not alcohol. Yeah. Barely drinks. Yep. They one, one drink a night. Uh, always in control. And um, so we go to a sex club. And um, we were the king and queen of the sex club. She must. I watched her watch her fuck at least. What kind five. of what kind? What were the other people like there? Because I know you're good looking. There, there were. There were. I say. Like, what were the other people like? Um, there were some decent looking. Uh, mostly, I would say middle to older age. So I would say the youngest. We were, she was probably the youngest girl there. Uh, most people. Uh, there were some married couples who were in the 30s, early 40s. There were some older people, more like 50s and 60s, but attractive. Um, you know, I think it, it, it depends on the night, you know, that particular night. How much to get mixture. in? Uh, $120 for a couple. Okay. Now, did you totally get, like, did you take everything off? Like, did you have to, or do you it keep your clothes on? You can keep on a robe, but I was, you know, we, you know, we walk in a robe and we're completely naked. And basically, we, st- we went in there. And there are couples having, so there's different rooms and you can kind of find the place where you want to go. You don't have to participate. You just watch. You can, you can, do, you can do anything you want. You have to be respectful. You have to use a condom. Um, and basically I went in there and I didn't think, and I'm a guy who was especially jealous, whose ego was especially frail, was especially insecure. And I didn't know that I could ever tolerate something as, as graphic and as, um, intense as I did, but I watched this girl that I like getting fucked hard. 
But yeah, but I mean, you knew her for one day when you watched that. You weren't like... Uh, there was a strong, strong bond. And we are on the same... After a week? I, I'm telling you, that night. You know, so you're one I night. Touched her, I touched her. <laughs> okay. And then we had the most intense sexual experience. Right, all I'm just trying to say is that like, you already sort of were with her when she was with another guy. So it's not like you were... Like, I don't know. Like, There's a strong attachment and it developed that night. Okay, but I get why maybe you didn't feel any kind of jealousy there because of the way you met her in that kind of situation. But maybe with somebody else you would. I, 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 well, I'm, I hear the kid I want to to be with right now. Right. Well, Uh, that would be the perfect person for you where you're at right now. Yes. Yeah. uh, That's what I'm saying. I've never met someone so alike in the same spot in life Uh as her. And so we have developed this, this, um, Lifestyle. So, all right, so let me finish the night. So, the night I watched her and, and, and her moaning and screaming in ecstasy. Some guy came and fucked her twice. And she's really hot. It's got smoke and pussy, like Asian pussy. So, and and I was fucking other girls and say, and nothing, no feelings, no jealousy, just being in the moment, experiencing it, and going home and being just as close as we were before, mm-hmm. if anything, closer. Um, and so so that was the beginning of it. So since then, so a lot has happened, but just to, to kind of develop into that relationship, since then, we, we became a little too much into like, you know, trying to get people to fuck with us. So we would go, everybody would go, we'd like another girl, another guy come home with us, another couples, you know. Um, how many, like, you, how many threesomes, foursomes have you had? Oh, well, well, We've gone to the sex club twice. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend, so Saturday night, we got another girl, and it was the three of us. I must have fucked this girl her? five times. So, so now I'm in the house in the Hamptons, which I originally had joined last, you know, already a couple months ago. Yeah. That the whole house is more, it's more filled with open-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about psychedelics about LSD, which I feel is very important, and maybe we'll get to it later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so already you're, you know, not everyone's a swinger there, not everyone's into group sex, not everyone, you know, but there are certain people there that, that definitely are, and it's a very, um, I said that the people who are there is mostly older guys, you know, like my younger than me, but self-made, uh, and then lots of young women. And then it's, you know, whatever happens, happens. So we've surrounded ourselves, you know, with people that certainly are, you know, more likely. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, when we go out, you know, in, in the whole nightlife scene, it's, it is a generally a very highly sexually charged um, arena. And you can, you know, it's not so easy to bring people home like that. You know, we, we, because we, 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 tried, we failed miserably. <laughs> Like, and here we are, attractive couples. The sexual energy is insane. You know, people feel it and they're very afraid of it. And mo- most people are afraid to do anything. Not, listen, not most people. A lot of people are afraid out of fear. You can see it in their eyes. You can feel it. That this, they're afraid they're going to be too attracted to this. It's going to be too... And honestly, once you've had sex that way, it's, it's pretty... It changes the way you see things and think about things. It's so intense. And right. once you've gone to... And in fact, even in the swingers club, we are the outliers, her and I. We are the most liberated. We even brought, there's a car, everyone came to us and said, oh my God, you guys are so sexy. You're so unbelievable. Like, they, they, we start the day, you know, each time we basically started 
us starting to have sex and people just kind of start to get closer and closer to us and start to touch us and start to, to be involved in us so all we got to do is just start well maybe because you're the best looking people there and, uh, and, and I'm telling you the energy is so strong sexual energy is is over the top okay um, so basically um, so then like for example one couple a nice you know a, a I'd say late 30s um, attractive Spanish couple they've been married for 18 years and they approached us and then we invited them back to the you know place closed at 430 so you know you want to come back so we came back to our apartment and would you know that even though these guys had sought out a swingers club that clearly the man his ego was still very much attached to who he was and he couldn't make I could see his body language as he sat across from us on the couch and Guess how it ended up? He was Those two out. having a fight. Those two having a fight. Him running out. She stayed a few moments. Then he ran after getting her, and of course they left in a big uh, argument. Well, how come? Because they were, or were they like professionals? You know what? I'm telling thing? you, he wasn't there. You know, he hasn't learned. He hasn't learned to drop his ego yet. He hasn't learned that, that this stuff doesn't matter. Everything's going to happen as, as, as it's going to happen no matter what you do. It's in our nature, it's quants around us everywhere. And so you fighting with it, you worrying about it. You, well, how, do you, did you know anything about them? Like that, you said they were married for 18 years. Was it, Did they just start I, I didn't doing know, this but together? I read them. I could, I, I could see that the man, I could see his ego was getting in the way of his life. I could see in his body language. I could see him look on his face. I could read him. I'm getting really, really, really good at reading people and knowing who they are and seeing inside of them and seeing where their faults are and seeing what they're doing wrong. It's it's uncanny, Kathy. I, I've never experienced anything like this. Okay. I, I had, you know, I've been I've been getting through my life and I got through my life okay. I got married twice, four kids, made a lot of money, lost. You know, so many things have happened. You know, I've been successful as a person in, in many ways, aspects of my life. But let me tell you that I've been carrying around a weight and dragging my ass through my life for so fucking long. It's insane. And did you know that I've been having the same recurring nightmare for 50 years, all my life? And I went to, I must have been to five or six different therapists over 10 years. They all tried to interpret this dream for me and I could never, you know, they were always related to something that was going on in my life right then and there. Guess what? What's the dream? The so the dream was always the same. No, the dream, the, the circumstances changed, but the but the principle was always the same. At the end, I either be running towards something or try to running away from something. And all I could experience was that my legs would be moving. You know, I'd be struggling, but I couldn't move forward. I was stuck. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like something was tying me down. And guess what? The whole time it was my fucking ego. And in the last nine months, those nightmares stopped. After 50 years, and that was the answer. Mm-hmm. It's been the most amazing experience of my life. Okay. And here I sit. I, I just I, have I, to say, though, something, though, that maybe when you hear this back, you might hear it differently, or it may take you like four years. Um, but it, it sounds, the way that you're talking about things sounds very egotistical and ego-based, the way you're describing things, how... You know, I know that you think... Uh, you know, it, 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 it would sound like that, but, here, but these are just facts. These are things that are happening. Okay. I, I, my, my ego is... I have an ego. Everyone has an ego. And the problem okay. I've learned now... So what's the problem with Freud is that he teaches you that the, the problem in your childhood, which 
it would basically your ego fail to develop that there's certain things missing and then by provide by um uh, creating a therapeutic alliance with your uh, therapist, you there are able to create transference and you're able to rebuild your ego in the proper way. So now you have an intact ego, you go through your life, you're fine. But the problem is it doesn't really work. And it doesn't really, that's not how it really would happen. Your ego is like you have a strong ego. So do I. Our ego is fully developed. There's not even a question. In most people, that's what it is. It's developed. What's happened to you is you've suffered trauma along the way. Um, to develop that ego, your, your parents, your whatever, your, uh, your abuse. And what's happening now is that, that those things in your life that create the trauma are still dogging you, and therefore you're stuck. What you need to learn to do is not let go of those things. Well, let go, but, but more importantly, to learn to live with the pain and actually derive your strength from it. And that's a whole different animal. Your ego's all there. You're here, my ego. My ego's there. It's just that I'm not letting it dominate my life i'm not letting it dictate what i do i'm not letting it you know tie me down and think about things like worry about if i'm attractive or I have money or people like me well, listen, okay like you first of all let me just uh, let's talk six months down the line or a year two years if you're still with this girl you've been with her for like two weeks okay three oh, weeks. it could last a week it could last a so, month so you know? i don't I know that you time. being so free with someone i mean you can't oh, compare yourself I, I, to that couple that's been together for 18 years and are dealing with things there's a there's a difference that maybe I say you know, they're, they're they're chronically unhappy, like most couples. That they really they lack. Well, any, you don't know, but but with you, I, I'm I know, saying I that see, you've been you're see, not with her they're, for they're, a long time. Medium, you haven't so developed real love with her. Okay, I, I don't know what's going to happen, nor do I care. All I care about is the moments, and this is what's happening to me right now. Okay. I don't care what's going to happen in the future. So that's what I've learned. Stop oh, worrying so much. Okay, I lose her, I gain her. I give a fuck. Okay. I'll get another one. I don't give a shit. I don't. You know, I can't stand this version of you. I mean, you're trying on a lot of different hats, and that's very normal when you're trying to find yourself. But this one, oh, I can't wait till you get a new fad to be into because this well, Buddhist stuff, oh, you're horrific. I, I, you're like I'm intolerable. You, I can't. I, I, I'm telling oh. you. Well, I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm trying to explain to you I, listen, what I've experienced in my life. I understand where you've been, but it's just the way that. Um, and like I said, I think that when somebody's trying to find themselves and fix themselves and on the quest that you're on, like you, you will try different things and, you know, but like I said, I just don't think this is a good look for you, but I think that you're really like into it right now. I think you're so excited about it because you're having all these new things, but I think somewhere down the line, probably like eight months from now, you'll take some things from this and then you'll evolve and move okay. on to maybe other okay. things. I, I, I think, I think, listen... I, and I, I, I really I, I think am, with this girl, I, it's like, I know you could say you well, don't care about tomorrow or the future or anything, care. but I like, care. okay, I truly, but I, I do, truly, and I can't wait to see where this I, fucking goes six I, months I, from now. All right, all right, so so you made your prediction nine months, a year from now. I'm no, I said eight months. I said eight, eight months. Okay, eight months. Okay, eight. all right, so so that's now, it's now June, so July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. I will talk to you in March, and we'll see what's happening, and we'll see how I feel. We'll see what's going on. You're still Buddhist. Okay, I, I hope I, not. I, 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 I'm more than willing to take that bet because I'm not even 
Whatever happens. And wait, wait, let's make another bet about this girl because I know that you're so like thinking that you've evolved into this person that's not jealous. Because like really what you were, because we talked about it a lot, is like you were a love addict. You get very obsessive about girls and you get, mm-hmm. right? Or you get the, uh, and because you have the one girl that you chase that doesn't like you at all and has no feelings, or you get the girl that really, really likes you and those girls you don't want. This girl is like your, all your other girls. She has no feelings. She's not attached. Like you said, she doesn't care. She has no jealousy, no nothing. Eventually, th- that's always your girl that you go to and you get obsessed with. Like that's your because it's your mother, right? So, like, let's see how long you could do this before it becomes something crazy. Well, I, I see the material difference between before and now uh-huh. is that I no longer care about the love. I've been dropping all those. I have a lot of addictive girls who are addicted to me. And I've been getting rid of them slowly but surely because I, I right, realize the real problem is what the ones that, that you I, get addicted to. You, I, I, I create the, I create the, the monsters. Right, of I course create, we I know mean, that, and thank God yeah, you I'm, finally I'm, do, I, figured that out. For the first out. time, I've stopped creating the monsters. That's good, but I'm now, but mean. you have to, right. But what happens is you're the monster in the the relation. The, every now and then, when you meet the girl that actually is you in the relationship, you become the monsters that you have kicked out of your life. Do you understand? It, it's no different. You're playing both. You're uh, both uh, people. I, I I've done say, it. I used to do it in my life too. Like with the people that like you and you don't like them, they're the monsters and you're whatever. But in the situations where you get all these girls, all these girls that I've seen you with, the ones that really like fucking do it for you, the ones that are like your mom and don't let their avoidance, you're the you're the crazy obsessive one with them. Like you're the one that can't mm-hmm. stop spitting out with usually, them. Usually the dynamic is that, that I, I take a girl who's very close yeah, this girl too. She never ever right, but that's what you, what you always think is that opener. you're finding. I, no, I, you're I, not. You think girl, that you're trying girl, to fix your mother, and you can never fix her. When you call me up and say, Kathy, I finally realize I can't fa- open a girl that is closed off and incapable of loving someone, then I'll realize that you have finally changed. But this is the same fucking pattern. But I think it's it's good for you. I think I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I do. What I do is I take the girls who who are closed, and I oh, I'm an empath. That's that's actually my my. No, my you're a I, love addict, and you you're chasing after because mm-hmm. your mother was incapable of loving you, and you're chasing okay. after women that are capable of I, loving I, you. I, and I, every I, time I, you have a little breakthrough with them, okay, like a little breakthrough. I'm sure you have little breakthroughs with them. There's so, like the the fucking hamster has to get fed a little bit to keep going in the fucking psychosis. Okay, you get fed. You the reason why it becomes so I, addictive I is every now and then you have a, an I, I epiphany and dropped, you feel like I've you dropped. get close but there's never any of that i dropped so many okay two and a half months more comfortable two and a half months having those having those things that prop me up i never had that okay 2.5 months we will talk about this girl okay maybe we finish the other half of this podcast in 2.5 months 2.5 months you will realize this is just the same I don't care. This okay. boys, I don't care. Well, that's because good. Because I'm, I'm on a journey, and whatever happens in my life is going to happen, regardless. Okay. I'm not worried about it. And I think you just said, like, you're right close on. with her, and you guys have all this closeness. Like, no, I'm not saying, like, like right now, I can say that, that, that that's where the relationship is. I don't care what happens. Where I used to care. I used okay. to be, I had to hold on to them. You don't I care now. But I, 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 I never had that my whole life. You understand? My whole life, I cared. I cared that they loved me. I would try so hard. I didn't want anyone not to love me. I couldn't let go of anything. 
And okay. for once, I'm letting go. You still it's see your therapist? Every fucking week. I okay. gotta go. I gotta go right now. I'll call you back. Uh, okay. In a half an hour. No. Okay. I'm, okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. So Doctor Guy is gonna go do a little yoga for an hour, and then he's gonna come back, and we're gonna tape <laughs> the rest of it. Hopefully, he gets a little quote unquote Zen while he's there. Let's see if there's a difference. I find him horrifyingly unsettled. <laughs> I was actually supposed to meet him in person to do this podcast, and I am so happy I didn't take a cab to see him. It would have been such a fucking waste of money. He's irritating me. But anyway, hopefully he like is a little bit more mellow because of his yoga, <laughs> and the next half hour isn't as tense. So uh, give me a second, and I'll be right back on with Dr. Guy. Hey, Dr. Guy. Welcome back. Uh, you know, we took a break. I'm going to say that we took a break on this podcast. I'm not going to edit that shit out. You took a break to take some meditation, to meditate, right? Or, no, yoga, yoga, yoga. And you're just as feisty, if not more feisty than ever. Hey, I am or I am. I'm just telling you how I feel. I'm not, I'm not going to change. Uh, you're not changing. I'm not changing. No, supposedly you changed a lot. You're very Buddha, and you don't care about anything, and you have no ego. I would, I would, I would hope that that would have made you a a more on-time person, but you're not. I I, I thought about what you said. Let me let me just speak to that whole ego issue. Okay, it 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 sounds like I'm like I'm like tooting my horn and how great I am, blah blah blah. But that's all I'm trying to tell you. Because what what I learned is applicable to everybody. I, I rather, I'm telling you how you can do the same thing I do. Anyone can and how amazing it is. That's all I care about. I, 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 it's not about me. You know, who cares about me? You know, my issues, my issues. I'm going to tell you something that you do, and you've done this since the dawn of time since I've known you. It's not something new to just now, okay? And it's something that I've noticed uh, when you used to drink a lot, you would get like this sort of, your voice would change, you get really intense, and you become like, you know, and you just start talking, and it comes from like, it's like you become like a different person, and and it's like what comes out of your mouth during that time when your voice changes and you get intense is like all like, sort of like patting yourself on your back kind of stuff like and when you used to do it in bars like people would be like he's a fucking asshole like people wouldn't like you know it comes across as very egotistical you're gonna have to listen to this back to see what i mean but literally there is a change in your voice there's this thing and you call it power and you're getting all this stuff and you get really into something but i don't know it's like a little much it's hard to explain but i don't want to waste the podcast talking about this stuff it's so boring I'm sorry, I couldn't understand what you said the last sentence. Could you say I again? said it was, I don't want to waste this conversation talking about this. I, I don't I, have I, much I, longer I with you. I, I agree. I, I, I just. I don't I, care I, I just, about your, I don't want to do a show. Oh my God, I, dude, you need help. Okay, listen, I don't want to, this is not my podcast. I don't really, this isn't a spiritual podcast. I don't really talk about like the stuff, like I know that you're really interested and you're having like this really amazing time of what just happened to you. But what I want to focus on is your journey on sex addiction. You're still a sex addict. Come on, okay? okay. And, okay, and so- you did tell me two weeks ago, okay? You didn't tell me, and our conversation conversation was the antithesis of this okay when we decided we were going to do a podcast it went something like this you were on the phone saying oh my god i got this girl and i fucked her and this guy came over and we went to a swingers club and you, I mean, we're going 
going to do even more crazy stuff and I am taking myself. I am going to get to the bottom. I'm a fucking sex addict and I'm going to hit my bottom. Like I'm going there. I'm on a fucking roll. Like you were like not looking at it like this sort of epiphany that you've reached an, an evolution level that you, like no one else has. Okay. It was a totally different story. Two weeks later, we're taping now and all of a sudden you're coming from this different place. I don't like, I don't care about that other stuff. I really personally, I'm sorry, but I really believe like if any of that, like, I don't know. I, I just think this is, you're still, you, you, you're ready to hit your bottom. You're getting closer. I think that's a good thing. I think that sex and all this nonsense that you're talking about is your fucking issue and what you need to go sober on. I'm sorry. There are people that could be fucking swingers and I have a lot of them on my show and they are at a place where they're more evolved and got to a good place in their life. But you are, are not one of them okay you are on your downward spiral which is spiral which i think is a good thing because that's the only way you're gonna ever really learn your shit and get out of it and that's what i think so but i just want to hear the stories on your way down because <laughs> they're interesting the the crazy stuff the stuff that you do you you just want to make it all i don't know you want to tie it all into buddhism and it's just like really i, I don't know i think Buddha would be horrified to know that you're sort of putting his stuff in a swingers club <laughs> and talking about how you're so more evolved. Okay, now you're actually listening. Are you alive? <laughs> uh, I'm already I'm talk. I, I, I always listen to you, but I'm letting you talk. I completely disagree with you. I think you have a lot. I think you need a lot of work to do. With <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm your show. It's about you. You tell me what you want me to talk about. I, all I, right. I, I want to focus I, on what because we were going to talk about all the crazy stuff that was going on with girls. That's okay, what we just asked. Let me ask you this, okay? This is the stuff I want to know because, like, you're doing, you have a lot of sex in front of other people, right? Before, like, getting into swingers club, like, that's your newest thing, right? Before that, you were, like, fucking a lot of people with your friend. Then you just, like, fuck this guy. I want to know because I have other people on my show who, like, not only do they let their partner be with somebody else, like, it's a part of the turn on. Like, do you find now that you are having, like, because I'm sure before all this craziness, before when you were married, you weren't having sex in front of other people right this is a new thing for you does it turn you on like do you feel like wow i kind of have an exhibitionist thing in me or like a voyeur thing where you know watching the these people in front of you have sex or being watched by that guy when you're fucking his girl like is that all like hot to you or does it is it neither here nor there and you're just into fucking the girl like is that a turn on for you okay so i've been having sex in front of people for about um three years now right Right, I it's mean, a new thing. Songs, um, for a couple of years, I would say I was introduced to it oh by my, my friend. That fucking oh my god! Are you sick? okay? I gotta edit that out. Okay, say I was I introduced to it. I said I can't control the ambulances. Well, you could, could shut your fucking window or put your wind your top the window, over. Window, window, Even your convertible. On the top is closed. I am nothing uh, but oh, okay. you on. I'm sorry about the. the oh, I'm not going to edit any of this out. <laughs> this is the I, podcast I, 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 with the Zen Master. Okay, so okay. tell me. So you've been fucking people right in front. Of, right, it's a new thing for you. It's just a couple of years. Like, know, is it a turn on to you? I'm wondering. So if you, you want to hear my story, no, I, I want to hear your answer to that. I am. I'm trying to tell you. You want to stop? Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> if you let me speak, I'll tell you. <laughs> 
Okay. When I when I was introduced to it by my friend, um, you know, it, I I really had no interest in it, and I kind of went along because of all the other craziness I was doing, and so I just kind of did it. Um, I wanted to fuck anybody. I didn't care really if there were people there or not people there. So really, it wasn't really about group sex. It was about getting laid. And uh, I would say if anything the opposite, it bothered me. Okay. I had a lot of trouble. It was, uh, I, I feel competition with the other guy about whether the I, I would obsess on whether the girl likes me or not and who's got a bigger penis. And if anything, I would say it was more of a stressful situation, not because I was being exhibitionist, but because my ego was really a part of it, and, and I couldn't really enjoy it, to be honest. Okay. Um, I know I won't talk to you about Zen or anything about that. That's what you want to hear. But at this point in my life... Is the, it a turn-on? Wait, now that your ego is out of the I'm room, sorry. is it a turn-on now? Now does it get you horny? Now, I, I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, so, so now what the experience has become is... Because now it's only about what's going on in the moment, and and okay, but is it hot? Once you've had group sex, um, it's not that you're not going to enjoy individual sex anymore. However, nothing compares to it. Right. So it is like a turn on to you. I I would say it's a turn on to me. I find very freeing. Uh huh. Um, that that I can be myself, that I can be with more than one woman and, and, and not feel ashamed or hide it and, and just do whatever the moment dictates. I'm a very uh, physical and very, um, you know, sensual wouldn't be the right word. I'm trying to think of the word to describe horny. me. Horny? I'm, I'm, I'm very horny, but I'm also very visceral. I'm very visceral. And I do things in a very, you know, moment-to-moment way. And, and I kind of just let my nature kind of, you know, just not thinking about it. I don't think about it. And I would say that the experience has changed dramatically along with many other things in my life. Um, so so that, that I do, do enjoy it. I do enjoy the chat. You know, regular sex is very boring. You know, not boring for me, but not so much of a challenge. I can get as many girls as I want, anytime I want. It's not a problem. Not every girl, but, but a lot. Um, and, and I've gotten so good at it. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. So now it's a matter of me and this girl. You've been like, getting yes, so we, good at sex, it's unbelievable? Is that what you said? Yeah, no, I mean, I've been getting girls, obviously sex too, but getting girls. Oh, right, right. You, you know. just, it's like been there, done that. I, 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 yeah, so so now it's become a challenge. That, so, so obviously we go to Swingers Club. But don't you think eventually, you know, two years from now, like th- that'll happen to this too? Um, I, I, I really don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm kind of letting things unfold. Um, I'm trying to do things a little more thoughtfully now and carefully. And, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but um, what really changed my life 
I wish so we were talking. If you okay. were here, you could see my eye movements. <laughs> I, I'm sure you're rolling your eyes in your head. So, oh in, so in August, August, last August, yeah. I quite, I quite randomly ended up at a uh, acid party, LSD uh-huh. party. Oh yeah, now we're gonna get into this. Okay. Yes, and so I tripped on acid last August, and it was a, it was an absolutely amazing experience. Um, but beyond that, I noticed that my mind had changed. It opened up, and I think it's directly, this is everything that's going on. In October, I quit 35 years of alcoholism. I gave up cocaine. I now, in the last two weeks ago, I did something called Sassafras, which is MDA. It's very different than MDMA. It's more psychedelic. I, I didn't feel right for the last two and a half weeks. I've been feeling kind of weird, like not myself. And many of the people who took it that weekend also, there are a bunch of us, also had a similar experience. But the interesting thing is, I developed... You're all douchebags now? <laughs> no, no, I developed caution. You what? I never, I developed caution. Caution? I never, I never had unprotected sex. I always had unprotected sex before, always. You know me, I never Oh, yeah, you were the worst. Yeah, uh uh-huh. The last several weeks, I've been using condoms. Okay, so you're a little bit more more aware. Okay, I've been been more careful with driving. I've been more careful with drugs. I've been more careful with money. You know, you know, I had three cars before, right? I had uh, two Porsches and a Maserati. Yeah, I didn't know why they used the Maserati. That was a bit Why why I need that, it was all my ego. Guess what? I got rid of them. What do you have now, have a, a Volkswagen? I just, have, I just have my Porsche, the 1911, that's it. I enjoy that <laughs> car. I'm not going to get rid of it, but I got rid of two of the other cars I really didn't need. Yeah. It was all about my ego. Right, right, right. So, More, right. So, Same thing with so, having so many girls. It was like, what's the difference between yes, one hot girl or 50 hot yes. girls? Right. And, and it's, so, it's so crazy now, because now I understand that what I've been doing. So every time I have a painful moment, what I try to do is I try to escape it, with alcohol, with drugs, with sex, with, with yes. something, so I don't have to feel it. Yeah. What I've learned, what I've learned through meditation, is actually how to focus on that thing, actually make it to live with it. It's not gonna last forever. So right. What you learn, mm-hmm. So what you learn? So every time you see a hot piece of ass, you know, and and I see it all day long. I stare at girls. It was it was, took up so much of my emotional energy. Because all you think about was fucking the next girl. And now I realize. That's never going to make you happy. I'm going to fuck girls no matter what. My nature is to be sexual, to be, you know, you know not monogamous. It's just not in my nature. I can't yeah. be that way. And who knows? It might change years from now. But the, but the interesting thing to me is that the compulsion part of it is so much easier. You don't get, and you don't feel that pull so much. No. I still will get laid. I fuck. Uh, like this weekend, huge threesome. I fucked both girls five times each. Right. Uh, now, I, with that, that yeah. was with this girl, right? Does she do girls, too? Does she do girls, guys? And she's girls, guys, anything that's necessary. Yeah. Right. She's, she's into it. She's into it. She's very, very free. She's very high sexual energy like me. So you like got a threesome. Where do you meet the girl? She was at the house. She actually bought by another guy with his girlfriend. They had done some stuff earlier in the day, 
And that night... Who's uh, they? The guy and the girl? The guy and the guy and the girl who, who had actually brought her as a guest. And then that night, um, we had an all-out, like, oh, my God. What no, happened? What went down? I mean, everything. Every form of penetration, every form of licking, sucking, fingering, hours and hours of it. Right. Um, and now, was she hot, too? Yeah, but, you know, I wouldn't say beautiful, but sexy. She had those sort of these like, crazy blue eyes. She's an artist. She's a very zen person. Uh, she'd been through a lot. Um, you know, uh, had been actually hooked on heroin for some this young girl. She's in her 20s. Um, yeah, not anymore. In a better place. Um, but, but, you know, not your regular, you know, someone obviously with a more open mind and not so you know, closed. Okay. And, you know, and so that was just this one. I mean, we got it last week. It was another girl. And, you know, every week it's different girls. And where did you meet not, that girl? Uh, same thing. You know, we, we meet a lot of the house. We meet people in clubs, um, through friends, just, you know, random sometimes. You know, it, it happens at funny times. And, we, we, and the best thing is, so what I noticed, so in fact, the whole incident, you know, if you want, you know, it's relevant in a lot of ways, I think, so I'll first talk briefly about it. So the first weekend, the main guy who runs the house wasn't there. It was me and this other guy, um, you know, we were the main guys there. We brought a lot of drugs, we brought a lot of girls, you know. And we were just like kids in a candy shop, and we were so, it was, it was too much. When you want something so bad, when you crave something, that's the worst fucking way. And so I think, you know, in, in this day and age, what, what the other guy made the comment to us, was very angry what happened, not I, but the, the other gentleman who was with me, he had given drugs to a lot of girls, and then his girlfriend was pressuring them about sex and, and threesomes, and we didn't know these girls that well. These were, you know, some of them were just guests, friends of friends, and, you know, it's a very dangerous thing. to be giving girls drugs and then having sex, they don't really want to say they were coerced or they were raped. And Especially so, and nowadays, you better fucking nowadays, watch out. Nowadays, yeah. So, so... You know, we 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 all bad and talked, and we said, you know, we cannot do this. This is not how you go. You know, you have to pick and choose very carefully. Be very careful about these things. You know, if you don't know this girl, don't be doing something like that. That's the worst thing you could do because you don't know which way it's going to turn. She may regret it, and she's going to go to the police, or you know, you're going to be on page six. Especially because so you guys are all old, and these girls are all young. And if they're high yeah. on something, I mean, and they're not in the right yeah, it's, mind. It's, it's, uh, you, you never know. You yeah. never know that. There's, 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 when you drink a wine, there are three aspects. One is um, the pre-tasting where you smell the aroma, you look at the color, then you, you, you taste, then you taste it, and you have the actual flavor, and then there's an aftertaste. And unfortunately in life, often the most relevant thing is the aftertaste, and that's what you remember the most. So if some reason this girl, at the end of her experience, something happened to piss her off, she might go back and say, wait a second, you know, I wasn't consensual. Or, 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 or even if she was, she can accuse you of things. And, totally. And, and so very dangerous. So, so, um, I, well, that, so more importantly, that, and yes, obviously that we're taking, you know, greater precautions and being more careful about what we do. But more importantly, made me realize that I was acting such an aggressive way and so, you know, an needy way. I mean, like, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, ever laid? Yeah, get over it. It's just, wait, it'll happen either way. Nature is nature. And, 
It's all around us. I don't mean nature by the birds and bees. I mean everything. Who we are, the interactions, everything that goes on around us. There's so much connectedness. And but just, just you just need to watch it. It's going to happen no matter what. And surely don't worry about it. So, so what I've been doing now is, yes, exploring my sexuality. I did so many crazy things the last three. It was my birthday. And you gave me the idea originally, the old Casino Royale. Uh, we hatched the plan Monday at lunch, me and my friend. And we said, okay, so we got a huge birthday party Thursday night. Uh-huh. So we had like 25 people reserved for Mary Vaughn, and We ended up with 45 people. There must have been 15 girls that I was sleeping with. Saints on all there. Who did you go like, home with? So I went home with two girls, one girl. The last one standing? <laughs> yeah, so the last two girls came home with me. Well, I had like five girls, but two girls I was definitely going to sleep with, and then two girls possibly, you know, to join in. So we had, we had like, I had like five, six girls with me when I went home. Um, and so, but two girls I already had sex with. So the one girl was clinging to me and telling everyone, and I just fucked this girl maybe five times, you know. She stayed with me for a week one time, which is a big mistake. I would never do that again. They fall in love, they get attached. So she's telling me she's my boyfriend. She's clinging to me. So I'm trying to get her into the threesome. I fuck the other girl right in front of her, in front of everybody, in front of her face. She what do you mean in front of everybody? Lot. At the party? Everybody. So five of us, no, no, at my house. Oh, five the five girls. I fucked this girl on the couch to get things rolling. And, you know, by the second time fucking her, the girl finally gets upset and says, I'm leaving. So she finally leaves. I've been watching me fuck her twice. <laughs> so I may never see you again. Guess what? I saw a week later with a different girl in my arm, and she's, when's that girl leaving? I want to see was making out with me in the club. So it doesn't matter what I do. These girls keep coming back. It's ridiculous. Well, listen, everyone's playing out their own story. It's not like you don't go back to them either. It's not like you're like, oh, fuck you. You all go back to each other. If you want to fuck me when the time is, I'll call you. Come over, baby. But that's what I mean. I mean, like, you can't look down on them. You're all the same. Treating her, I mean, she's claiming that I'm her boyfriend. She's getting upset at me fucking other girls. And if you if that's your MO and I understand that, that's perfectly reasonable. I'm not disagreeing with you. Just stick to it. That's I'm not gonna fuck you anymore because you're fucking other girls and I can't stand your behavior, Adam. You know, good luck with everything else. I don't wanna see you anymore. But no. Despite that these girls keep coming back to me again and again. Right, but I, it's always guys like you that attracts girls like that. So it's yeah, just like you course. know I I'm saying I just I I am tiring of that kind of people because I'm really trying to be selective. Well, this is what it is, Dr. Guy, because I think like attracts like. So, you know, the guys or the girls that are attracting the people that are crazy. I was a love I was a love addict. Right. So maybe you're getting a little turned off to those people because you're growing as a person and you're not like that anymore. But I wouldn't look down on those people. I'm, not looking down. I'm just saying it's ironic. I'm not, I'm not looking down. I'm not yeah. judging them. It might be there's no good or bad. They're wrong with what they are and who they are and, and they, where they are in their life. It's fine. I'm just saying that it's interesting. It's 
of note. I'm trying to, to weed out those kinds but that's of... But listen, little, if I was talking to that girl on this show, that would be like, that's her story, that's her issue that she has, you know what I mean? Yes, of course, of course. I but you, but your dog. personality and your defects play into that person's story. Okay, you're like it is the perfect match. Somebody with your psychosis w- matches up perfectly with that girl yeah. and her uh, psychosis. Uh, of course, and that's what I did before. I'm just telling you, I am not. Like, there's a girl. Who, I'm, there's a girl coming on Wednesday. A girl randomly. I don't know who the fuck she is. Off of Instagram is I want to come stay with you. Hot girl from Colombia. So I texted her back. Sure, what's your story? What are you thinking? Blah, blah, blah. And so instead of just letting you show up, and I said, look, let me explain you something. I can give you on your room. You know, we can commit to maybe a week, and we're going to see how it goes. I, if something happens between us, great. If it doesn't, you have to understand that I have another girl who I'm with who is open and doesn't care if I'm with you. She doesn't care if we're all together, and that's fine. But if this is not something that you are okay with, please do not come. And she says, I'm an open person. I, and she's coming on Wednesday. Some random girl showing up. I was a chick from Columbia. But at least now I'm being open and honest. And, and I'm not trying to be nice to them. I'm not trying to make them feel like they're my girlfriend. I'm not, you know, that's what I guess I was doing wrong. You're right. I, I, I made them feel so comfortable. They, they, even though they heard me say, I'm not with you, they're not my girlfriend, they, they couldn't comprehend that because they're craving love addiction just like I was. So I'm trying to be mean to them. I mean, but, but as open and as, as direct. Yeah, that's, listen, everything is a step towards you being, you know, not like this anymore. You're yeah. still like, the fact that you're still in the orbit with these people, do you know what I mean? You're all swirling around the, in the same planet, you know, means that you're still on that same planet. Uh, when you I, stop I, even I, having I, these people in your still, phone, I'm do you know what I mean? I'm is when it will planet. be on its way out. I, I am still on the planet, but I'm trying to get off of Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me tell you a little thing. I hope Buddha, I guess your Buddhism will uh, fly Buddha, Buddha Airlines off that fucking planet. A little Buddhism story. Okay. Uh, at the end of yoga, during Shavasana, um, oh the God. music came on. It was the song Blackbird. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, that song, it's weird. Now that I've been going through these changes it was with myself, I can hear it. I couldn't hear the words to the song before. I honestly could I couldn't follow it. I couldn't get any emotion. All I could hear was the melody. And in the last like couple months, all of a sudden the words are speaking to me. So anyway, Blackbird comes on. And Blackbird spoke to me. I started crying. Take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life. You've been yearning to be free. And I honestly, I'm going to learn this song on guitar tomorrow. My teacher comes because, oh my fucking God, is that what I'm experiencing? I can see things that I couldn't see before. I can, I can feel things. I can, it feels like I'm, I'm, I'm living like a thousand pounds lighter. Right. And as long as, long as I'm just as crazy. And I, I am addicted to sex. I'm not arguing with you. I'm still using no, that. No, no, listen. I think that all the things happen 
they all happen at the same time because it's not like you know it's not like the movies like one day you just change and everything's great you know what i mean it's like things overlap for a while no 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 the long process yeah yeah i started august i'm pretty sure the acid trip because my therapist taught me told me six thousand times stop drinking stop using cocaine that's nothing new he he had seen me go through horrible weeks benders craziness you know, absolutely out of control behavior. And something that day when he said to me, Adam, you are absolutely out of control. You're an alcoholic. Also, right. It all started when you could, quit that could, and went could. clean on that. You yeah. realize that I have no, and I, you have to surrender to win. I finally gave up my ego. I need to, to, you know, that I'm kidding myself who I am and what I can do and what I'm capable of. And there are things that are more powerful than me. And I just need to sit back and just, take it easy, let, let things happen, and not rush to do things, not go to the next drink, not fuck the next girl, you know, so... Okay, but it, some it, would say, after listening to this, that you still are fucking all the girls, and you're still I'm tripping on fucking drugs, fucking, and a lot of, I'm doing a lot of the stuff that you're drugs, saying. Yeah. I'm taking drugs, I take still, <laughs> I take psychedelics, I do, I don't do, I'm not... I, I, like, I, I, it's I, like talking was, to two people. But, but, but I'm being cautious, it's not... It's not Whereas before it was just there was no there was no limits there was no thought there was nothing it was just right go, you know go, this go, is go. what you know what this is what I like about this because eventually we're going to come to a place where me and you I think are on the same page and like you know I'm starting yeah, to see the yeah. bigger picture and I think yeah. because I, what I, I see that is happening and it is very real this is how it goes i went sober but i went sober like 14 years ago 15 years ago yeah. so it's like yeah. but, but you you but the first couple years and for a long time like you think like the first year oh my god it's like it's so major major like you change so much and then but you change so much every year it's a very long process but oh, major yeah. things happen and while yeah, some it. things are happening, you're still doing your old behavior and everything is like meshed up. So there's like all these positive things that are happening yeah. to you and all there's yeah, all this growth, not, but there's still your bad habits, but you're coming yeah. out of them and I, eventually I, it'll all work its way out. You're kind of like in the middle. And what's cool is that you, like I just said before, like it's like I'm talking to two different people, but that's like the good news. You know, in a weird way, that's like better than who you used to be because you were only one fucking oh, person. I you were the you. only the that, person that horrible. talked about the drugs and the girls and the stuff. But now horrible. you have this other person. You always kind of did, and that's what I liked about you. You were self-aware, but you're more, that person has more of a, a voice with you now, and so that person is helping Helping you more, like to me, that person is a little bit more in control of you than the other, and it seems like you're that's like fifty-fifty now, even, and that's good. It's not even control. You know what happens is that. Well, that yes, one, it is. It's like you against you on a certain level when you have a bad side of you like that, and the part of you that's the the better part of you, the part of you that's more together, is taking a little bit funny, more control of funny, your life and guiding but, you better. The funny, the funny thing is that that. So when you read about Buddhism and they teach you, or you need to be a certain way, you need to give up, that's actually not true. What ends up happening is once you start realizing about the middle path and, and, and living a life without craving or rejection and no longer, you know... Um, oh, this fucking noises. But, but just to be in the moment, what ends up happening is that naturally 
you become more empathic. Naturally, you became you, you became more aware of everything. Where this danger, yeah, like a lot, right, right. Well, that's day, just like being present, and, having and your feet on the ground, being in reality. Like Everybody, so most still, sober people have I, that. I, I'm still, I am who I am. However, my awareness of everything of myself, of everything around me, has gotten so much stronger. I was, I had my head in the sand, and I wasn't, I couldn't even look around. I couldn't even appreciate. What's and I, don't, and I don't mean like you know lahadi dali so called hokey pokey. I mean appreciate, meaning taking it all in. And there's so much going on. It's so important that you process and you can use and makes you stronger. It's just that that's what I'm talking. Not about my ego, about me being great. And this is open and available to anybody, anybody who wants it. It's there. It's it's as easy as there's there's. Well, this is the thing, though, what I think that we don't get. Can you just listen to me for one second? Just take a fucking breath, okay? Listen, what people that, like, don't have a lot of issues, I think, that aren't, like, or, or, but, like, I mean, there are a lot of people that I think have that state of being. They don't need Buddhism, supposedly, to get there. Like, some people, they they need that, and that's what they have, and it gets them there. No, I know people, my my rabbi, so, so I talk to my, I want to talk to my rabbi about Buddhism, not because... Oh, I think it's for him. I, is, I, I don't like my this thought. conversation. Can I finish my thought? Sure. I don't like talking about, like, I don't want to talk about Buddhism. I want to talk about you. Yeah, it's going to do with me. It's do with me. No, but when you keep going back to that, it's like your thing okay, right now. Okay, I don't care. Right. I want okay, to just okay. talk about you. Uh, you just said to me that I, and I that, that there are a lot of people that I, I'm saying this man is already Buddhism. That's great. I don't care about your fucking... I don't care. I don't care. I'm just trying to show how to teach it to other people. I don't care. I'm not interested in that. If you want to do a whole podcast about Buddhism, uh, you could talk to somebody else. You want to talk about me and what's happened to me. You. That's just it. This is me. And this is Okay, but Buddhism is your thing this week. Three fucking five. No. No, well, my show isn't about that, okay? My show is about... Your show is trying to show the craziness of people. And no, it's not. It's the growth and the change and everything. But I don't... Yes. This is the reason why. Listen, just shut the fuck up and listen to me right now. One second, okay? I'm going to tell you something. This is why I keep cutting off the Buddhism thing, Dr. Kane. Just hear me out because this isn't just a conversation between me and you. Other people are going to be listening to this. Not everyone's going to want to sort of get to where you are and like they're going to think like, oh, if I don't do Buddhism, like I'm not going to get there. Like we don't need that to be a part of it because everybody could grow and change um, and I, everyone I has different suggest- ways of finding okay, it. Okay, no okay, one, okay. thing is right or wrong. For you I right now, it's wrong. Buddhism, but I, it could I, be something I, I, else I to somebody else. I, I so we don't agree. need to be sticking on your no, specific no, thing. No, one, no, I'm just trying to listen. Psychology. Will you, I like oh, this is so boring. Okay, all right, all right. Anyway, anyway, maybe off the air we should talk about it because there's things that no, I No, I don't like talking to you right now. I can't wait till you're out of this phase. Okay, so, right. boy, you're so boring. I maybe I would have found you interesting 13 years ago when I was newly sober, but right now after being in the real world for like 14 years and have my feet on the ground and I don't have like, I, and I'm fine. Like I, I find this, I find your whole thing a little 
boring. It could be one sentence. It could be three sentences. I find when you start to talk about you and you're saying I and me, I like that. But when you start to go to all these other things and you go on these tangents about the books that you're reading, this, and the thing, this, that's where you this, lose me. This is I and me. This is related to I want to hear the I and the me. No, you're talking about your fucking rabbi. I don't care about your I, rabbi. I, He's not I, on the call. I, 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 I tell you it's a thought. It's not to do by rabbi. Uh, you said May 4th. You want everyone to believe in what you... Oh, my so God. Shut the fuck up. I agree with you. Uh, <sighs> I, think, I think you're way too judgmental. Uh, That's good. That's, you can think whatever you fucking want. Take that, take that to your Buddhist class. Go meditate on that. <laughs> I don't need to. No, it's just annoying and boring. I'm trying. Listen, I'm trying to make an interesting show, and I'm trying to steer you in a direction to make this conversation interesting. There's a lot of people that are into Buddhism, but there's more people that aren't, and so no one's going to want to fucking listen to that. It's too specific. Do you understand? I don't talk about religion or politics or that kind of stuff. We don't need. To me, that's not a part of it. Okay, it's more about like your specific things that we're talking. Psychology. I'm not interested in talking about psychology. This is an unprofessional podcast we're, we're not talking about professionals we're not talking about you ask me a question I'll answer you I don't want to talk about anymore I agree this is making me sick so go ahead oh, you, you took just, a you took a minute. You went to yoga, and you were supposed to be more relaxed. So okay, so what? So was the girl that you're like having all these threesomes with? Was she at the party? Your birthday party? Yes, of course. Was she one of the five that you brought home? Yes. Was she one of the girls? Is she the girl that you fucked in front of all these people? Of course, yes. Okay, and then other people joined in. Is she like the number one girl? No, no, uh, yeah, she's my number one girl. Okay, does she stay over your house all the time? Is that kind of a deal? Mm, you know, I didn't see her for 10 days, and then we went out to the Hamptons together. We understand each other. We don't need to text. We don't need to stage his business. I don't see her. I don't see her. There's no problem. Yeah, it's a very different experience. How long have you been seeing her for? About six weeks. Six weeks? Okay. I hope that works out for you, but I don't think so. When, when it starts to go... Probably not. Yeah, when you start to go crazy and you can't handle the fact that she doesn't text you and she's just not around and it's really loosey-goosey, like, uh, you know. You know, it's funny. Every time that happens, and I'm not saying I don't have those feelings, I acknowledge it and then I let it go. Okay. That's why I... And you could do that for six weeks, right. But this is... is I'm just going to say something to you, okay? This has to do with psychology, so you like it. Okay, it's a little bit off topic, but I I just worry for you because I have had a lot of the same insecurities and feelings and needs that you have had and had love addiction, all that stuff. And when those feelings would come up in me, I would try every different way, every different book, every different way of managing those feelings, of making them go away so that they wouldn't be there. But what I think I came to realize was that like that part of me needed to be heard and needed like a voice and needed to be followed so if i needed no just listen so listen so if i was upset that somebody wasn't texting me or wasn't available enough then it just made me realize like i need to be with somebody that would be available and would give me that because that's what i like and that's what the part of me when i am in love with someone 
likes and that's what I want as opposed to stop trying to use every trick in the book to make that go away because what eventually would happen to me is it was like I would be starving myself of something that I just had a need for. So I worry for you that every time you let it go, like you think you're letting it go, but there's a part of you that's like just really needs something that you're not allowing yourself to have because you think that it's wrong or bad when it just is probably pretty normal and okay that if you like somebody to want them to like sort of be around and have some consistency and have them to have to see them instead of like take three weeks off and not care. You know what I mean? Like that's more abnormal. You're trying to be something that most people, even normal healthy people wouldn't be okay with. But the difference is normal healthy people would be like, go fuck yourself. Like I can't deal with this. They wouldn't try to talk themselves out of it and think that it was wrong that they're feeling that way. Somehow you think you're wrong that you have needs of wanting somebody to care about you, where those needs aren't okay. wrong. It's okay. you're just picking okay. the wrong people. Okay. 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 I, can I answer? Absolutely wrong. Oh. What happens? <laughs> of course, I'm wrong. Happens, okay. Of course. Can I explain to you? Sure. Sure. Okay. When you know, it's, it's normal to crave attention. It's all those things are normal. And you're going to have those feelings. I have five minutes. Yeah, this is your last thing. Yeah. And what you do is you watch those feelings. You acknowledge it. You're not going to feel that way forever. That's what you learn. What I've learned. I won't say yoga. I won't say meditation. I won't Buddha. I won't say shit you don't want to hear. But what I've learned is that all those things are going to happen. You're going to feel them all day long. You're going to miss that one. You're going to miss this one. You're always going to feel badly about yourself in some way. And, it's, and what I used to do was go to drink and, and drugs and sex to, to make myself feel better and those bad things. But now I, I do. I, I watch the fear. I see I feel badly. Okay. I miss her. I wish she would text me. Okay. So what? That's fine. I don't judge it. And eventually, life goes on. Right, but then it comes back again because she doesn't move on. She's still in your life. The person that's making you feel that way is still in your life. Just like your mommy. She's making you feel like your mommy. Yes, you have you have a decision. Either stay or go. You either decide to stay. Right, that's all I'm saying. But don't let it bother you. Don't let it bother you. Okay, okay. Don't let it bother you. But there's a lot of people that wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? I know, because they need to learn. So so what did the biggest learning I learned that to be two seconds? Biggest thing I learned in meditation. We're sitting there, you sit in a yoga pose, you don't want to sit too comfortably, and once you start out very nice and comfortable, you wait and sit there for a full hour, I guarantee you, within 15, 20 minutes, something's going to start hurting, like your back or your shoulder, your feet are going to be numb. What you don't do is you don't move to relieve it. You stay exactly where you fucking are, and all you do is you observe the pain. You start observing the observer, and a funny thing is going to happen eventually, that pain is going to go away. And guess what? It's not going to start hurting someplace else. And that's how life is. It's, go, it's not going from pleasure to pleasure. It's not going from pain to pain. It happens randomly. Okay. 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 Instead of changing, like, the big problem, which is that you're you a love addict, change. and you go after people you that are, don't, can't did. love you... That's you're trying yes. to change yourself. No, I'm not trying to. Okay. I am who I am. You could just date normal girls. 
that would actually like you. And if that was attractive to you, you'd be a lot happier and it'd be a lot easier. And you would have so much more time on your hand because you wouldn't have to meditate all the time. All right, we got to end this podcast. I need to talk to you in three months when you're past this phase because this is irritating. I would be happy to. Okay, 2.5 months. Until you stop judging Two everything, you're not, not going to back either. I might hold this podcast till I might hold this podcast until we have the new one, okay? God, and then we'll tape God. them together, okay? Absolutely, I will be happy to talk. Anything All right, cool. All right, good luck with everything. Right, I love you. Bye. Go Namaste. meditate. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.